Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we're talking about a disaster uh, in East Palestine, Ohio. It is quite uh, the event. This disaster happened in, in early February 2023, February 3rd, and it is such an interesting uh maybe case study or event that has happened. Uh, there's so much weirdness about it. Uh, we're going to talk through some of that today and and what uh, some of the impact has been. Uh, Ethan and I, have we've talked about natural disasters before. We've talked about the uh, Bhopal gas disaster uh, where the entire city got gassed. We've talked about Chernobyl. Uh, we've talked about other man-made disasters uh, BP oil spill. I think we did two episodes on the man-made disaster spill. That was one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah. Um, and this is s- the same thing, uh, but this is in America. And I've even heard some people refer to this as the American Chernobyl. I think that might be Three Mile Island, but uh, not necessarily nuclear, but definitely chemical. And uh, pretty crazy right now. And anybody who believes anything that the news is saying... Uh, is probably misinformed. Not that we are totally informed, but we're going to kind of look at some of it and, and discuss it and uh, talk about uh, what's going on and, and what happened. If you haven't heard, maybe this is going to be a quick 30-minute uh, recap. So uh, let's go ahead and, and dive into this conversation. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. All right. So as Jared was saying, this uh, disaster that we're going to talk about is the uh, is a, a train derailment that happened in the city of East Palestine, Ohio, a town of about forty seven hundred residents. Uh, that's about a half a mile from the Pennsylvania border. And so as Jared was saying at the beginning, it's, it's interesting because in today's media, it's all depends on like what which news station you're going to. Are you are, are you getting your information from CNN? Are you getting your information from ABC? Are you getting your information from Fox? Are you getting your your information from you know you're getting different stories mm-hmm. from all over the place? And it's kind of hard to gather a, a real understanding of. We kind of understand what happened, but some people are are more focused on the effects and the long-term effects and how this is terrible. And then other people are like, oh, well, you know, the the mayor was drinking tap water on TV and stuff. And so it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was probably filtered through like a, 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 a water pump they had <laughs> underneath the faucet, you know? It's just yeah, like... Totally. Um, so the, the incident, right? What happened? The accident. So on February 3rd, 2023, around 9 p.m., Approximately 50 cars derailed, and these are train cars, derailed in the city of or village of East Palestine, Ohio. 
And that was in a train that was actually 150 cars long. So with the train itself, uh, the train was 150, 149 with two head-end locomotives and one distributed power locomotive. So like one engine on the front, one engine on the back, and then one like in the middle kind of. Uh, the one in the middle was between cars 108, 109, and 110. So there was 51 cars that derailed and 11 of which contained hazardous material. Yeah. Yeah, so 11 of the uh, derailed cards contained hazardous material, uh, some of which were used to make different plastic uh, products. But uh, vinyl chloride was kind of the the main chemical that was in uh, uh, quite a few of these um, these 11, if not all of them. Vinyl chloride is a is a cancer-causing substance, uh, chemical, which uh, is among other um, chemicals that are used in, in the creation of different plastics and things like that. So um, according to according to some different, uh, I guess it depends on who you're listening to, some cases, uh, supposedly the train was supposed to be marked as a hazardous material uh, on board the train. Um, but it was not properly marked, number one. Hmm. Um, and it was uh, some of the equipment, and that's kind of we'll go over to some of the equipment was actually faulty on the train that caused the derailment. Yeah. So I had a little bit about the, the accident itself, uh, and I'm sure that you'll have extra context there, Ethan. So the train was traveling about, like Ethan said, in the, the morning hours when it crashed, it was traveling around 47 miles an hour. The train, uh, number 32N, uh, passed three uh, HBD systems on its trip before the derailment. And these HBD systems basically check the temperature uh, against the of the bearings uh, to see if something is wrong. In the wheels. In the wheels, the wheel bearings of the train cars. So at milepost 80, basically, the suspect bearing on, on the 23rd car had a recorded temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit above the ambient temperature. The ambient temperature, I think, was 10 degrees at the time. So sitting at about 48 degrees. Uh, when the train passed the mile post 769, uh, the bearing recorded temperature of 103 degrees Fahrenheit above ambient temperature. So you can see this thing is increasing. There's actually footage of this thing going by like a warehouse and it's sparking like crazy and the thing's red hot. Uh, so it's like off kilter somehow or something's messed up. Uh, and then it, when it passed mile post 49, the re- it recorded a suspect temperature that was 253 degrees above ambient temperature, which uh, at that temperature, there I think it's above 200, there is a verbal warning uh, that is given to the conductor that this bearing is messed up. So apparently the conductor slowed the train and, and entered into a, like a dynamic braking situation to brake. Uh, they they braked and came to a stop. And it seemed like from one of the articles that I've read, it seemed like they kind of looked out and they said, okay, we're at a stop now. And they look out and they say, oh, look, there's a fire. We must have derailed. Some of the train must have derailed. Uh, and that, that's where uh, they found that uh, cars... Uh, like kind of in the 20s through the 50s uh, were the ones that derailed. The ones of concern, uh, the tank cars, rails 28 through 31 and 55 
we're carrying um, 115,580 gallons of vinyl chloride. Anything you'd add to that, Ethan? No, I, I, uh, I mean that that's spot on. Um, and the interesting thing is too is that they, when they look back, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a in a couple minutes at what they ended up doing a couple days later to get rid of or to try to, I, I'm gonna say air quotes, get rid of the the vinyl chloride. <laughs> but um, yeah, there is there's definitely fires that were on the tracks where these cars derailed. Basically, the whole uh, um length of the track where the the cars derailed was on fire and so that was kind of the i read a report of how the uh firefighters came in to put out this fire but there there was such an issue with some of the chemicals that were already leaking out and um were on fire and stuff that the firefighters couldn't even get close enough um to to really fight the initial fire because of the uh, chemicals that were that were involved, they were already spilled and burning. Yeah, it reminds me of the the Chernobyl. Whenever all the firefighters get there and they're picking up like yeah, yeah. like the pieces of the, the core. pieces of the core, thinking it's just like a rock, but it's like the the the, the nuclear yeah. core, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like they have no idea what's Blisters going on. Blisters his hands in five seconds. Yeah. Well, I I had always so let's talk, let's talk about what they what happened next. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so so two days after the crash, uh, they were monitoring the whole situation, and uh, some of these tanks were still leaking. I mean, they were so, uh, there's st- still fire going on. Go ahead. In that time, did they not like get backhoes and try to pull these things out that weren't burning? I mean, I don't. So I could, I the the whole thing was is that there was a serious concern um, that one or several of the cars were going to have a catastrophic blast is what the, uh, mm-hmm. the governor of, of Ohio said. And so as the temperatures, there were still fires as the temperatures were raising, they were afraid that they were, that these things were going to blow up and that yeah. they were going to be like, like catastrophic explosions. Um, so they, they, they were hoping initially that it would kind of just kind of neutralize on its own a little bit and they well, could get in there and work. Why wouldn't they like pull out the ones that aren't on fire away from everything or like try to just get, get it away or just remove it from the area so that it could maybe cool down or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. They just left but it all in one up, big pile. So what, yeah, I don't know what they ended up doing was they ended up evacuating about 1500 residents, um, and they initiated what they called a controlled release of vinyl chloride from five of the train cards uh, to avert any of this potential explosion that might happen. And so what they what basically controlled release of vinyl chloride means is that they basically opened them up a little bit to release the pressure and lit it on fire. Well, I heard they, they dug trenches along the tracks that's what and then they basically dumped the vinyl chloride into the trenches which yep. i don't know why they couldn't collect it from the trenches and like yeah. you know lit it and and, take, and lit it, it up lit it on fire well yeah why couldn't they just take it in a like collect it in a bucket and then go put it somewhere else but i don't know they <laughs> i don't know how, I, I wouldn't want to be up there with a 5 gallon bucket collecting it in a, into a bucket but but if it's if it if it's not already on fire and they release yeah. it into, or unless it immediately caught on fire when they let it into the trenches. 
Yeah, and I don't know how like extreme. It, it must be a pretty flammable and, and combustible material. Um, but you 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 can see pictures. I'm sure you've probably seen pictures. We'll put them on uh, on uh, Instagram and stuff as well. But just like massive toxic plumes of black smoke um, raising into the air. And so it's interesting. I read another article that was saying two weeks after the, that they lit this stuff on fire, and it was just just basically whenever you have a fire whenever something is burning and the smoke is the darker the smoke is that is the the dirtier a burn you're getting yeah so if you have a like a very clean burning fire or something like that that doesn't have any smoke like methane then basically like or yeah like, like basically natural the gas fire, in your house, so yeah yeah the fire would be burning all of the material yeah. and in this case it was not there was a, they were lacking oxygen a couple of different components to make the fire strong enough to actually burn this 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 toxic chemical mm-hmm. instead they were just aerosolizing it and putting it into the air yeah but 2 weeks after the derailment they some of the elected leaders and residents and scientists were kind of questioning why they did this was this the right choice and Actually, there's been some accusations that uh, the reason why they did this was because that train track had been closed for two days and the company, uh, uh, Norfolk Southern, they wanted to to get the the tracks clear so that they they could keep 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 running trains. And they're and, and this, they're the ones was, that decided to do the control burn, not yeah, the EPA, yeah, it, not the city, not the government. It was Norfolk Southern that yeah that and they're Norfolk, like yeah that decided they're to like the hey, there's reports of of uh, their leadership just saying hey, we need to get this track open, get this stuff out of here now. What what's the quickest way to get rid of it? Just burn it. Yeah. And so I mean, without any kind of studying, is that the right thing to do or not? They're just like, well, I don't know. Let's try this. Crazy. So some of the chemicals that were. Uh, said to have leaked the uh, that were a part of that. The EPA actually list, listed some of them. Uh, vinyl chloride was the main one, uh, which exposure is associated with increased risks of rare liver cancer, uh, as well as primary liver cancer, as well as lung, brain, lung cancers, lymphoma, and leukemia. Some of the other ones are ethylexyl acrylate, uh, which causes burning on the skin and eyes and coughing and shortness of breath. Uh, isobutylene, which can make people dizzy, drowsy, uh, ethylene, glycose, monobutyl eth- ether, uh, which can cause coughing, dizziness, drowsiness, headaches, nausea, and weakness if inhaled. So it was other things too, not just the vinyl chloride. The vinyl chloride was what was used uh, to make PVC pipes. Uh, and like you said earlier, certain plastics. So the increase... Uh, uh, one interesting thing that I found is that when vinyl chloride is decomposed into gases or burned, uh, it basically turns into hydrogen chloride and uh, phosgene, uh, P-H-O-S-G-E-N-E. And phosgene is what was used as a gas in World War II, excuse me, World War One, and it actually was a cause of the majority, 85% of all gas deaths, which was 91,000 people in World War I were a result of uh, this 
this type of gas. Chemical uh, warfare. Yeah. So that's how deadly it is. Uh, and essentially what it does is it gets in your system. You might feel okay immediately, but it basically makes you drown uh, in your own lungs. Uh, and your lungs fill with fluid and you drown. And so, I mean, this is, this is bad, bad, bad stuff. And uh, that's what happened when you burn <laughs> this uh, vinyl chloride. And so there's a lot of stuff that is, uh, and they just, there's this massive plume. And so right now, uh, the question is, well, what is the, what are they going to do about it? The weather, uh, some people are saying the way that the weather did, it blowed, some people are saying the entire Northeast uh, was exposed to this because of the weather patterns uh, blowing this plume of toxicity all over the Northeast. Uh, some even say the entire East Coast. Uh, not only that, the weather, the plume, but think about the water tributaries and all that kind of stuff all the way down the Mississippi River, all the way down. I mean, it's like a central part of the country. Uh, and so it's pretty pretty wild and a huge impact on, on everything. Yeah, you know, and I looked into some of the impact too, and and there's a couple of different things to consider here. So we are talking about this about a month later, uh, after the the initial accident, and so it's interesting because the more time that passes, we learn there's more and more reports that come out that say, oh, actually, more chemicals were released than we than we first anticipated or you know we've recalculated the exposure and it's getting worse you know i think there's there's probably going to be um you know commercials in 30 years that say did you live in in east palestine ohio did you live in the east in coast 2000? during 2023 yeah. 2023 yeah. if so you could be you know class action lawsuits against norfolk southern i've heard there's already been like 13 or more class action lawsuits against oh yeah them. And so I kind of looked into some of the effects. So there's a couple different categories, right? There's categories to environmental effects uh, as far as the, the 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 wildlife goes, and so they're seeing they were already seeing like 3,500 plus fish dying in local rivers and streams mm-hmm. um, because the, also because the stuff turns the water acidic. It changes the pH yep. of the water majorly. Also, yep. acid rain. Birds, frogs, fish, even like I saw a lady, she was posting a video of a raccoon that was like walking and it was like literally uh, about to die. And she's like, all the wildlife around here is like toast. Yeah. So major effects in the wildlife, obviously you have to worry about they they just dumping this on the ground. So where's that going to go? It's going to get soaked into the earth and it's going to get into the groundwater Mm -hmm. or it's going to drain down into the rivers, which is going to go to bigger rivers and to bigger rivers that go all over the United States. Right. The second thing is too, is the people. Um, Jared shared some of the, the, the short-term effects of, of different aspects of this, but I looked at what are the effects of vinyl chloride exposure to the human body and short-term effects are loss of appetite, weight loss, fatigue, impaired memory and concentration, mood changes, muscle weakness and tremors, skin rashes, and uh, peripheral neuropathy, which is numbness and tingling and pain in the hands and feet. So those are kind of short-term. I mean, that's potentially what you could get by just drinking water out of your tap. Yeah. And um, 
the long-term effects could be uh, are more liver damage, nerve damage, incre- a significant increased risk of cancers in the future, reproductive problems, as well as cardiovascular disease have all been proven as long-term um, side effects of, of exposure to vinyl chloride. And so I was watching this one video about this lady and she she lives there. She's like my all my kids. She she said I can't be the only one, but all my kids are broken out in all these rashes. She's like I've got four kids under the age of six or something like that. I think she said, and she was like, you know, we can't drink water out of the tap. We're trying to, you know, I, I can't trying to bathe in the best that I can and the water this and that. And she goes, some people might wonder why don't you just leave? And she goes, I can't. She said, I, I can't just leave. Where am I going to go? She's like, I don't have the means to just pick up my life and leave. Yeah. Um, y- you know, and it's, it's just, it's kind of sad. You know, it's like, what, what other options do you have? You know, for me, yeah, if something really happened here, I could potentially rely on family or, or maybe have enough savings or whatever to relocate and start fresh somewhere else. Um, but your house but, is zero. Your business is zero. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's, who was going to move the, to, who's going to want to move there? You yeah, know. what's going to be the real estate market look? I bet you get a house real cheap right now in East yeah. Palestine. Yeah, exactly. Um, this whole thing, but I think that the reason why this is so impactful is because the government is downplaying this. The government, Norfolk, uh, the the locals, the community, oh, no, it's safe, go ahead and go back. They're all downplaying it. Remember, how many, do you remember how many official deaths the, the Russian government admitted to uh, as dying from Chernobyl? It was like four. One. 31 people. Oh, yeah, okay. Only 31 people died from Chernobyl. And, and so it's like it's like kind of the same thing. They're like denying that this is like a major thing. And uh, here's where we go down the rabbit hole. I think that... The government, we, we know this. We know that the government, uh, you know, doesn't give a rat's ass about us. And they are paying, I mean, with all these Twitter files that are coming out, we know that the government, the White House, paid uh, Twitter to trash the Hunter Biden story. The, the FBI paid Twitter to ban certain people's accounts. And I'm sure that they do the same thing with Facebook and any other, and Google and other social media platforms, it's just that they're not on trial and their CEOs aren't releasing it. But So we know the government's trying to control the narrative around things. And guess what the government is trying to cancel right now? TikTok. Yeah. Oh, the Chinese are monitoring us. Well, no, the, the TikTok people aren't taking cues from the U.S. government. And that's where really where this whole thing has blown up is on TikTok. All this East Palestine stuff has blown up on TikTok, and that is an avenue the government cannot control because it's through China, China. And so I think that really that's why there's there's a renewed call to ban TikTok because China's spying on us. No, the really what they're saying is ban TikTok because we can't control that narrative. And just like with this situation here, we're getting absolutely like people are, are communicating with each other in a way that is more open than we want we would like them to allow them. We would like to control the the box and the people who were able to speak in the public square, which is exactly what they've done with Twitter. 
and exactly what they've done with Google and all these other things. I mean, Google's initiative was to let to make President Biden win. You go on Google right now and say Hillary Clinton emails, and there are no suggestions. You know, you say Trump, and like the top 20 suggestions are like Trump's evil, Trump-Russia collusion, Trump-Ukraine collusion. You know, you won't see Trump false dossier. You won't see that on there as a suggestion. So no, I think that this is such like the fallout of this is very interesting, the way that the government has reacted, because I think the people are really pushing back on this. Uh, I know you've got probably other stuff to share as well as specifically around the political timeline, Ethan, but I have have one thing to share before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is related to the CDC. So the CDC, uh, interestingly, they changed the guidance on vinyl chloride exposure uh, right around this time. Uh, I say right around this time because... It was like 11 days. Well, before, wasn't it? I actually looked at it before. It's 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 time stamped and says effective January twenty third, which was eleven days before. But the actual like release date supposedly says February 9th, which is six days after. And so it's a draft uh, toxicology update, uh, and what it does is it. Uh, it's a toxicology profile of vinyl chloride, and it, and it massively increases the lethal exposure from for people from 100 parts per million to 100,000 parts per million, and, and then also. So rem- yesterday, 100 parts per million would would, would kill lethal. you, but, but tomorrow, oh no, it's 100,000. Well, kill it's you. retroactively, uh, you know, it's it's retro it's retroactively oh, effective. Okay, okay. So you know, as of the January 23rd. Which just so happens. So to all be, of the, so all of the tests they did before for how many years and it was just like null and void. Yeah. Oh, we we were wrong. We were wrong. Yeah, and it, it comes out like February 9th, so it was only six days after. And the, oh, then this is retroactively applied, uh, and they removed any of the the mentions on the CDC website about you know how this affects children. So if you don't trust the CDC. If no. You, if you still no. have trust for the CDC at this point, you're probably, uh, you know, oh, they just came out and they're just now admitting uh, that the 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 coronavirus came from the Wuhan lab. Yeah, it came from. Oh, you mean it didn't come from a a, a bat? A, people eating a bat Soup? in a wet market? Oh, oh that was just gosh. something completely made up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if, if uh, two years ago, if we would even said that, we would have been hunted down and canceled. Oh yeah, and there were people that were. You guys yeah. are just fear mongers, you know all this kind of stuff. Uh, They'd be tr- knocking on the front door. Yeah, our podcast would be canceled. But now, since it's no longer conspiracy theory, we can say it. Yeah, uh, right. But anyway, that is interesting to say the least. That this gets released just right on time, you know, to say, oh well, you know, I don't know who's looking at. I, I doubt any of those people in that country, or in that area of the country, are looking to the CDC for any type of exposure. For any type of guidance, but it makes you wonder, you know, the EPA or the CDC that goes in there like, oh, when they're telling us, oh, the levels are fine. Well, what is that? According to what uh, what measuring stick, you know, if they change the measuring stick, you know, if, if I say, oh, your house is not flooded. If I change the, the, the definition of flooding in your house from being water one inch on all your floors in your house to oh no now flooding means water is 10 feet in your house uh then i walk into your house and the water the water's at my waist 
there's no flooding here. It looks fine it's to me. It's not 10 feet yet. It's not 10 feet yet, so there's no flooding. You know, it's like, what? You just changed the measuring stick. And so it makes you question. I don't know if that's what officially what they've done, but it makes you question anything that they're coming out with because they're just changing the measuring stick. Yeah. So I had uh, kind of looked into some of the politics of it as well, and there's just so much. And there's so many different people saying things about it. But, I mean, kind of three main people I would say that visited the area was uh, the first really kind of big person to go was Donald Trump which was on February 22nd. He went there and he brought a bunch of water and all sorts kind of stuff. And um, I mean, he's not even in office or anything like that, but he went there and he talked and he was campaigning or whatever he was doing. Right. Then the day after that, Pete Buttigieg, who is the U S transportation secretary, who this is like his job is to take care of all of the kind of the transportation issues and, 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 conflicts or whatever it is all across the united states it was 20 days later in fact on the day that it happened and the day after it happened or the day after it happened he was tweeting about how uh it was he he was driving on the road and he saw um a construction crew that was not diverse enough and how we need to bring diversity into construction crews in all aspects of jobs which it's like people are like, yeah, okay, that's good, but look, we just had a a Chernobyl level event almost happen in this town that has the potential of affecting multiple states, and you're like, oh well, I'll go, I'll go in twenty days and I'll look at that, you know. And then he gets there, and the reporters in his interview, I watched, uh, I watched his interviews like thirty minutes long. And the reporters just ripped him a new one. They're like, "What took you so long? What were you doing?" And he was just like, "Yeah, I should have been here sooner, but you know, we're all in this together, and we're blah 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 blah." And it's just like, dude. Well, it was he was politically pushed into it, but also yeah, like because Trump went. It was the day he went yeah. the day after Trump did, and, and so he's like, "Oh, I guess I have to go now." Oh, geez, I have to do my job that I'm getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year year to do. But do you think he? None of those people in East Palestine. That's a Trump country. And so it's not politically co- like yeah. conducive to him to go visit any Trump supporters. I think that's the reason why, why Biden, I think that's the reason why Biden's never been. Yeah. Well, Biden he, he doesn't care he doesn't care about these people because they're not going to vote for him anyway. Who does he care about? Ukraine. He goes and where visits did he, Ukraine. Where did he go? Instead Ukraine. of going there, he went to Ukraine. That's yeah. like that's like me and my wife standing in the kitchen and my wife opens the refrigerator and goes, "Oh man, Ethan, we don't we don't have any food. We need to go get some food." I would say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to order some right now, and I'm going to send it to the neighbors. Yeah. Or, right? and or it's like, wait, wait, wait. S- yeah. Yeah, but we need the food. Well, no, I, I think I, I'm going to send it to the neighbors. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so he, so Biden goes to freaking Ukraine and pledges to give them a $500 million additional yeah. on, on top of the, the hundreds billions, of millions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Hundreds of right. billions, of, or billions, not hundreds of billions, but billions of dollars that we've already given them um, for whatever. It's just like to dude, a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> yeah to literally a bunch of nazis yeah it's insane uh and you're like what is going on here it's just unimaginable like i just don't understand like how these people can just totally ignore something like this and then you got norfolk norfolk uh the actual company they were going around door oh, yeah. to door and saying, hey, we're here to test your water because we care about you can you please sign this paperwork 
And people were like, ah, I need my water tested. I'll sign that paperwork. But in the paperwork, it was wording saying that they agreed not to hold Norfolk liable for any anything else beyond this point. So it was like a, a waiver of liability that they were having these people sign under the guise of, oh, let's test your water to make sure that you're, you're safe. Yeah. And then I saw a lady doing a, an interview about that and she was like, she read it and she was like, I'm not going to sign this. Why would I sign this? And the guy's like, oh, we can't test your water unless you sign it. And she goes, okay, well, can I just have a copy of that? I want to review it and then you can come back later. And he's like, oh, no, I can't give you a copy. I can't give you a copy. So she like took a picture real quick on her phone yeah. of it yeah. and they sent it to the governor and the governor said, oh, I called Norfolk Southern and I ripped him a new one, whatever. And, and they just told me that, uh, that um, it was an accident that they, oh, they yeah. ac- accidentally gave her the wrong form. Oh, yeah. That that was a different form for something else that was that they gave her the wrong one. It's like, oops, dude. Yeah. Do you think we're all freaking idiots? Yeah. It's but they do, and then they're gaslighting. Well, us. Well, they don't. Say, they don't care. Yeah. They, they don't, don't care. care. Then they're gaslighting us. It's like, well, that was just an accident. Uh, you know, it's like, well, Pete Buttigieg just couldn't yeah. make here make it here before you're, that. You're making a big deal out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not a big it, deal when you can't even bathe your children because the, the water's going to give them skin cancer. rashes. Yeah, and skin rashes and cancer, and your dogs are dying, and everything, your whole livelihood and your whole area is poisoned, and likely the the whole eastern seaboard. You know, yeah. so uh, it's concerning to say the least. And now there's a lot of details that are still coming out. Um, but yeah, I always try to, I always try to look and see, you know, in situations like this. It's like what are what are they trying to hide, right? Potentially, it's in the news here and there, but you really have to like search to find any specific details. Oh yeah, but it's like what else is going on in the United States at the same time? Well, you have all these massive, or you, the, you know, the United States, the United States shot down two unidentified objects that they couldn't um, find. That they couldn't find. That they they couldn't find one over Alaska and then one over Lake Huron. Oh, it was. They, balloon. They, it must have been balloons. We well, they they it. just yeah they shot them down. Didn't even know what they were. And yeah. it's like, uh, so I mean we don't we don't hear anything about that, right? But if you were to say anything about that, then you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they're freaking aliens. It could be a different country that's doing whatever, or these Chinese spy balloons. I have no idea what's going on, but still, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like everything's just don't look at the man behind the curtain type thing. Yeah, and the man behind the curtain. I mean, like, is like Biden is, Biden is totally lost. I mean, anybody who thinks he's in charge of anything is is is, is like, there themselves are probably out to lunch because it's so obvious that someone else is pulling the strings behind the, the curtain here, uh, and whoever it is wants a lot of money to go to Ukraine right now and could give could care less about East Palestine or just regular, you know, Americans in Ohio. Uh and so it's you know pretty concerning Trump Trump supporting Americans oh, those or Republicans the, the just basket in of deplorables. Maybe that's why uh maybe Buttigieg was like I'm not going to go visit a basket of deplorables that should be dead anyway, you know. That maybe that was his response, you know. Uh horrible. So yeah. Anyway, this is what's going on. Uh let us know what you guys think. It's uh pretty tragic. We are all about uh uncovering the truth here uh and we're all about uh standing up for what's right uh standing up for the people and regardless of, of what your political affiliation is you, you'd think that you'd 
I mean, who wants who wants clean water? You don't have to be Republican or Democrat to want clean water or to not want to be poisoned by the air. I don't know why this is such like a political th- thing or, or why no one's paying attention. You know, the, we live in very strange times. Uh, and, and so it's almost like, you know, back and during Hurricane Katrina, uh, George Bush flew in a helicopter over uh, over New Orleans uh, and observed the damage. It was like three or four days later after the, the hurricane hit. Uh, and he got absolutely destroyed for that. Maybe he should have done more. I'm not saying he shouldn't have. But the at the level at which this has been ignored is like a hundredfold worse than anything that Bush did, you know, or didn't do with Katrina. It's it's just crazy the level at which uh, we're we're seeing this blatant ignoring, and then I think trying to control the narrative and all all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 interested 10 years from now to go back and listen to this episode and to see what kind of information comes to light from from here to then you know we might listen back and be like we were so off or we were right on key you know yeah well if the last uh couple years have proved have shown anything that uh don't believe the narrative that the news media is feeding you because it's probably wrong (laughs) yeah very much wrong and very much biased and and really in either direction yeah well hopefully this has been informative and maybe entertaining for you guys uh but we love to talk about stuff like this uh this is actually kind of a little bit of an extra episode because we had uh an, an additional week in this month so this is a cool little extra news update that we did uh but thanks for supporting us give us uh some uh likes and comments uh uh, on our Instagram, on our TikTok. Also, if you could leave a comment and a rating for our podcast, we'd love that. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. Let's go ahead and build that creed together. All right, let's do it.